Oh, and welcome to the Outliers, everybody's favorite podcast about movies, TV, and other weird things. Joining me, as always, Onewa Monkey D Luffy, and our special guest today. Hello, it's a long time overdue. I've been asking to be on this podcast, and they never let me on. They're ashamed of me. We let you on once before. I've just forgotten to upload that episode. <laughs> okay, I was. <laughs> I, I mentioned that last night. It was just like, uh, to uh, she has like, uh, she's like, wow, I'm you, you upload like, that episode before one this one. So, yeah, no, I said that I, I made a comment that you guys only have me on for like One Piece stuff. So I'm gonna see like some sort of expert, like some sort of like this is the One Piece specialist. It's fucking like, weed. My Luffy shirt on. I love One Piece, but so, I would never. Call so, myself an extra. Just That's an insert job. for things we're planning on the podcast. I have a new series coming up, and you're definitely going to be one of the guests where I'm going to invite on friends, and it's called I Like This Movie, where we're going to invite people on to defend a bad movie that they love. Dougal. <laughs> no, no, don't. <laughs> Dougal. Um, you're going to have to go to bat for that movie now, but um, anyway, so why are we here today, though? Well, Fuck Netflix. There's some bitches, but they also put out some bangers with uh, yeah. breaking the live action anime adaptation curse with their version of One Piece, which, man, I loved it. And like, it took me a while to like really warm up on it because I'm like, ugh, how could this possibly work? Like, out of all of the animes, this has got to be the least live-action friendly one that exists. But... They, I started oh, watching... Oh, yeah. I started watching the anime now, too, so I've officially been one-pilled. Uh, Yay! And I will say, from comparison, because I'm in the anime, I made it to, like, the part past where they... In the anime, they encounter Buggy. And they... Mm. It's surprisingly well as an adaptation. It's what I was saying um, with Matthew is the moment we got to Buggy is what sold it for me. Like the beginning, I was like, okay, this is all right. They change a lot of stuff, but it is a different story. It doesn't. It, it's a it's a different. But they keep like core elements, but they change a lot. But it doesn't upset me. Like I didn't sit there and go, well, that's different because it was drastically different enough that it was clear that they weren't trying to replicate it they were trying to like reinterpret it i looked at yeah. matt and i was like oh this is just really good quality one piece fan fiction is what this is right. it's just really <laughs> expensive fan fiction and like it's, it's fun fan fiction well I, and the creator was involved yeah in the production like, we gotta of trust this, right? Oda. he knows what he's doing you know, I've been I've been really excited about it. I've been you say that like a fucking QAnon person, <laughs> trusted Oda, because that's like the QAnon person is you got trusted Q. But <laughs> so I'm sorry to say that this 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 man is on a different level. He's been pumping out this shit for like over 25 yeah. years, consistent, I'm nonstop. Sure yeah, I didn't realize angry. how long the and I know there's a manga series, but I didn't realize how long the anime was around until I started watching it. I, it's not a sprint, um, it's a marathon. <laughs> I kid you not, I had, at one point I was caught up. During when Whole Cake Arc was coming out, I caught up to it and finished it when Whole Cake Arc was coming out. I was like completely caught up in the anime. I watched it through high school. I caught myself up on the anime of One Piece. It is a uh, trek, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think you do it in bursts. You have to um, do it in bursts. 
I'm I'm I, like a manga person myself. Oh, I love the manga more now. So right. yeah, I I watched I watched a decent amount of the anime. I haven't watched the full thing, but I've been kept keeping up on the new episodes. I haven't watched Wano. I've seen bits and I've seen like certain episodes of Wano, but since I started reading the manga again, when like so that was that's like the only thing Wano and like the new arc that's not obviously not animated yet. Those are the only things where I only know manga and I don't know anime. Yeah, uh, not... But I've so, consumed it all. So I want to talk as the anime noob here. Like, yeah. I, I should express, I'm the shiny-faced new guy who's going to obviously get capped to the moment the Higgins boat drops in store. Um, surrounded by grizzled veterans here. And uh, I... So grizzled. the only other animes I watched was Helsing and Black Lagoon. Very I really thought topic. you were going to say Death Note. I'm really glad you didn't. <laughs> sure. I can't get behind that one. Like, I'm just, it's just, it seems like such a weird fucking one. It, it's it, so it, good, though. Is it, like, uh, is it good or is it just popular? Like, that's no, it's my good. Question. It's really good. It's good until the very end. I disagree. I like it all the way through. You like me? All, oh, okay. Oh, anyway. Anyway, so, Not about and usually one thing is, like, it usually seems like these AMAs have pretty short art, like in terms of like long-term story or the ones that run long aren't usually as, but so far in my experience, this is a scale of storytelling that is competing with things that like I love. Like, and I, this is, someone's going to really be pissed off at this, like fucking Dune, where there's just such a complexity of You're how the world works. You're going to love it. Everything, almost everything always comes back. There is yeah. so much complex, Oda, like this is why we said trust in Oda, like he, has such a grasp on a lot of these elements. Some things are rant, like some things come to him and they weren't planned. Apparently, yeah. fun fact: all of the um, you don't know about them yet, but all of like the law and kid and all of that. The, group the supernova. Also, the war. The seven warlords were also just like. But anyway, that sounds, that sounds cool. Things, yeah, most things are planned, and even if they aren't planned, he ends up really intrinsically weaving them into things. Yeah, and if, if there's it, anything that seems like a loose end. It's, it gets it's cool. just, just and it's just super patience. like the world building is just really intricate me and tyler i don't know if you remember when we tried to explain all of it to you and we spent two hours just trying to explain the world building and we never got to any of the yeah. plot so essentially there's the four blues and then there's the grand line yeah, and then the that, line goes through it and then the calm belts on the each side of the grand line that has no wind or water and big well and i think like water, i love things with lore um, like my favorite, like my favorite franchises are like Star Wars, Warhammer 40k. Um, so, you know, that's, I like, I'm definitely drawn in by like things that have lore and also like yeah. there's something both in the show and in the anime and primarily in the show, I picked this up right away. There is a kind of timelessness to it that I love, like yeah. where, there are very modern aspects of it, but then it's incredibly archaic, and I think that's great. Yeah, like remember um, when we were using snails for telecommunication? The, like, the, I the, the transponder snails are so funny because it's never really explained action. exactly how they work. Well, <laughs> they just look and, so scary. The live action transponder <laughs> snails are so funny. I, I loved it. I like how they looked like uh, the people that owned them too. In yeah. some cases, like uh, it's so fucking, funny. Like I love his grandfather. Um, what's his name? Garp. 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 I, th I hit. I really liked a lot of the 
better Marines for some reason. I was going to say, he likes the military guys. Look at McLean the Hick being pro-military in one piece. Listen, they're not that bad yet. I think think it's particularly because the... And in in anime, I've noticed a lot of the Marines that have come across have been a lot fucking worse so far. Yeah, Yeah. so um, one of the big changes, and like, let's let's get back more into the live action, because that's what we're here to talk about, Mm -hmm. is um, Axe Hand Morgan in the anime versus the live action. That is one change that, like, I'm like, I get it for pacing purposes, but like... Uh, if you really want to hammer home the good, there's good pirates and bad pirates, and good marines and bad marines. Axan Morgan needs to be a little bit more than just a narcissist. He needs to be a tyrant, which I think he was in yeah, um, the manga and the anime. Yeah, the uh, in the live action, they very much were like, "Oh yes, like this guy, this guy's like um like not that nice of a boss, and he's a little like narcissist." He's a fraud. Yeah, in the, like, and he gets in trouble because he lies. He gets in trouble because he tried to make himself look better. In the anime, he is like, like I guess he did hit his son in the manga with his hand, but like in the anime, he's hitting everyone. He's like terrorizing young children. Didn't he chuck a guy out the window or some shit? Yeah, like he's like actually just. <laughs> he like, just straight up killed a dude like the yeah. first, like a dude who's like yeah. I think just like oh yeah by the way uh this this bad news that had to fuck up that guy yeah. And then, like, he had, like, the massive statue of himself. Yeah, I think, um, like, the big thing is that they really try to show is, like, the corruption of power is one of the biggest parts of One Piece. Like, I was thinking of the quote, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, like, that is a lot of the military, that is the world leaders in One Piece, that's kind of one of the big, like, points, is that there are some good people in there who are trying to fix it from the inside, who really want to help people, like Kobe, um, you could say like Garp. Uh, there's yeah, like Garp to an extent. I don't want to spoil Garp to extent. I don't want to spoil, so I'm not going to say more. But there's some good Marines in there. But a lot of it is like neutral or super corrupt. Is like, and they don't show yeah. how corrupt it can get. In they kind of they level it out. I'm not sure if it was too political to be like, look at how evil the military can be. I, I for but, for the li- live action purposes, I I I. I truly just think it was a pacing and budget thing <laughs> yeah a lot of it was pacing I, I am gonna okay i just want to complain about the one thing that did bother me this was like most of it i was like it's different i don't mind it like this is good i didn't like the weird kind of chemistry romance they had between zoro and nami now you can ship people if you really want i am a big shipper of characters in this world i do that horribly um, I am, uh, like, a believer that, like, you know what, if you want to believe that the One Piece characters fuck on the boat, you can. Like, that's fine. But, like, I can't, I don't like the idea of romance between any of them, because to me, they're like a family. And also, if oh. someone broke up, that would be really weird. And also, just Zoro and Nami, even if you were going to go down that road, felt weird. And it felt like they were closer to each other than either of them were to Luffy for the beginning. Well, like, okay. all of those moments were between each other. And I was like, why are they keep pushing this? Like, why does it feel like Zoro's <laughs> in love with Nami? Like, the thing the is, fuck? um, with that, I will def- Okay, so first of all, we we have our word from Oda that he's he's not interested in romance at all. Thank God. I we, really we know, we know that about that him. He, he doesn't really do it in his story. And I not worried about that in the live action at all but also like i was worried um when you look at zoro and nami especially in like episode one 
and they're just like kind of normal people and all of a sudden they're uh stuck with this fucking bonehead who's like forcing them to be together so they kind of have to bond over like their mutual like what is our live what are our lives becoming right now yeah, so I think it gets better later, but it bothered me in the beginning. I was like, why did, what are they I, doing? I, I understand the way that they were doing that, because they're both like, what is going on right now? Who is this rubber man that is... They were just, like, like really opening up to each now? other about interesting things, and I was like, okay. Like, I just, I was just really hoping they weren't going to push romance, because it felt like they might for a while. We're not worried about it. Okay, that's good. Uh, the other thing, Nami, um... You're not there yet, McLean, so I don't want to say too much, but on the, um, how they schedule, how they timed Nami's betrayal, because you saw that, like, she kind of betrays them to the Arlong Pirates. Um, Nami originally, you know that fishing thing where they're talking about, like, oh, like, do you want to leave in the waters? Nami leaves before, doesn't know that he's gonna, that Zoro's gonna fight that guy, so she doesn't, like, abandon him knowing he's gonna die, yeah. but Nami does leave. And the entire time after Nami doesn't leave and she stands to watch the battle, I was like, how are they going to, they did, they did like do an interesting thing to play it. They did well with the timing of bringing Arlong there first, but yeah, who cares I was about thinking, I was like, Freak. this is, it doesn't match too much of her character yet that she was so worried for them that she didn't leave. Like I, that was like, oh, she didn't leave. Like she really is like staying to support them. Like, the betrayal, I was like, oh, is she gonna leave? I, and then she does leave. So I it, like, like, kind that, of works. though. Um, mm -hmm. Speaking of, of, of Zoro, I have to mention this just because I am a, I'm a film nerd. The actor who plays him, <laughs> uh, McAnew, is the son of Sony Chiba. Uh, I'm probably gonna butcher his name. Sony Chiba, who is, like, a huge legend in, like, Japanese films. And, like, even American films. Like, I, so that's just, that was... That, that was just a cool fact like, for you? me. Azuro? I'm a simp for live action Zoro. So like, good. Oh my god. He's got the moves. He's got he's got like uh he's got the like the low key oh. swagger where he's like super stoic and like, and, like all about himself, but like He's got they that vibe. Keep him, they keep him a straight-laced idiot, which I appreciate. Like, Matt wanted him to be dumber, was one of his things. He was like, Zoro isn't enough of an idiot. And I was he, like, no, he's an idiot. He just is an idiot with swagger. We're, also, we're not, also not at peak dumbass. I, like, well, I like yeah. the thing of, you could, you don't have to be goofy to be an idiot. I like exactly. that. Exactly, that's what Zoro is. He's his, not goofy. I made it far enough into anime to realize he has some directional issues. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is one of Zoro's main bits. Where, um, and thanks to a clip in TikTok, I've now found one of the funniest things I've ever seen when someone says, they said go north. Up's not north. <laughs> yeah, um, Zoro's main bit is that he's constantly getting lost and has no sense of direction. And they kind of do that a little bit in the live action. I noticed that. His mansion, he's just like, oh, I was looking for the bathroom and all. I was like, this place is amazing. <laughs> Zoro has three traits. They are love sword loyal to luffy gets lost no number oh, four, four is alcoholism alcohol yeah it's yeah four. he's got four traits they're great traits i love him i like the characters themselves and in live action that they're doing a really good job because i in anime i've come across everybody except sanji at this point that we were introduced to in the show yeah. 
Usopp um, gets a little dirty, I will say, in his arc, just how they framed it, how they cut, like, the Usopp pirates and stuff like that for time. Yeah. It's not, like, purposeful, but he get you get a lot less Usopp time, so when he does join the pirates, I'm a little bit like, yeah, he can join. Sure. You, he doesn't get, he doesn't I, have one of those bonds with the other people. It felt like all of his triumphs were with Kaya, which is, like, good for him. Like, he did have his moments, but they were all with Kaya, and not really too much with the other pirates. Like, Nami bonded with Kaya, but she didn't really bond with Usopp. Usopp was in the corner. Yeah. Well, so, the thing also, like, like, it gets I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of how they did the Usopp thing, for sure. Mm. But also, it is very Luffy for him to see, like, a guy that he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, you're cool, join my crew. And <laughs> he does that Usopp so many does. times throughout the he series. Does. Where he's he just, like, he'll I, see a random motherfucker. And he's I just, have like, to say... And me. it might just be because I finished the bear pretty recently. Sanji was my favorite person who was there too. Until he doesn't Sanji. get cool, but he's he's very cool. Mostly. Disappointed by the say you thing you say until he doesn't get cool. Um oh, no, he's always cool. Just sometimes they take his woman like he's a trait where he likes women, and uh the manga and anime take it a little bit too far <laughs> for a bit. And sometimes cool, it's quite he deplorable. Just he just starts being really cringe. For like a little bit, he's not suave and like devil with air. He's just cringe. Like <laughs> Sanji bounces between like my fa- being my favorite straw hat and least favorite straw hat depending on what arc we're in. <laughs> that's that's good to know. It's good to know. You just one point takes it a little bit too far. Like, There's a couple Oda points where I'm like, also... bro. Get off like my you, screen! But then, but then every now and then he pulls off the most fucking clutch play that you've n- that you never saw comp- coming. And like, man, everyone would be dead if he wasn't uh, out and about doing his thing. Well, they, so they I, would be dead because he would they would he wouldn't be feeding them. Yeah, they would this... be dead because they wouldn't be feeding them. But like, there's so many moments where like Sanji oh, yeah. just randomly comes in clutch to save the day, and like, man, he's pretty clutch. He's this pretty show handles flashbacks pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Oh, it does. It did handle the flashbacks. Flashbacks are either something that go, there are like, it's they they balance between a scale of like the most amazing like figure skating thing ever if you do it well, or it's like one of those videos where the guy is doing pole vaulting. They kind of get over, but they land on the thing horribly, and it's like a horrible injury. Yeah. Um, this definitely was only like, oh wow, that was really nice to watch. Um, um if there's anything that like Oda's really good at like his it's backstories yeah uh, yeah every character has a story to them and if uh, they we don't, don't have know a story them. to them you know it's gonna come up later like if you don't know it you're like oh fuck this and is gonna come usually up later. if a backstory is starting in the manga or the anime you know you're about to like start ugly Cry. crying so in uh so <laughs> one of the things thunder around me? no oh is that what that was there's there's a lot. Of, I, I thought it was just thunder. like a. Anyway, um, by the way, the guy who plays Zeph is uh, the vo- voice of Ghost from Call of Duty. Yeah, I knew that. It, 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 <laughs> the way they did Zeph is really funny because they really just <laughs> made him into Gordon Ramsay, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I feel like he's like kind of Gordon Ramsay. Like. <laughs> First of all, um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta give props to the casting. Um, the casting, casting was really well, incredible. Yeah. And Great um, job. uh, 
I watched the show with um with my dad. With my dad, we're on we're like three hundred something episodes in three hundred something. Whatever. <laughs> okay, Grace. Um, what am I getting my, myself I watched it with my mom, and she's never seen she's never seen it. So like every, every now and then, like when we're watching the show, I have to pull up like a picture from the anime. I'm like, yo, look how close they Yay. got this casting. Like when I saw um, Clahador. And I was uh, like, "Yo, Ma, check this out. That's what this bro looks like in the ma- in in the manga or in the anime. Like, look how crazy close they got with all these depictions of these characters. It was so now you, impressive." Now that you mentioned Clahador, I have to bring up like to me, which was like completely understandable. Like, it is a budget decision. It is a pacing decision, but it also was a little sad. The death to the giant battles. Like, any battle that was big and multi-person yeah. to get wind down to the main players, which, again, makes sense on why they would do that in a live-action form. Um, but, like, the fact that we didn't get to see them put a grease trap on the beach and then try to run up it. and then I don't mind that beach. as much, because no, I actually I like really that. liked like, the, the mansion setting. I thought that was really cool. Was cool. Um, one thing I noticed is about the live-action is they use night a lot mm. which is never really in the anime which is cool no but um because it's way easier to hide things at night about being excluded is Django. yes they, where's no, my they boy a, they put him on a wanted poster they put him on a wanted poster but where was he and I um was there was like is Django not gonna show up and he doesn't and that's really upsetting um i i could be fine. wrong about this too but i'm pretty sure Django was the one that like made morgan think that he got kuro Yes, it was. He hypnotized him. He hypnotized somebody else to say he's Kuro and then dressed him up. Yeah. So they never really explained, like, I guess they just said that Captain Morgan lied, which, like, I guess, yeah. Uh, Um, yeah. I mean, like, that also makes sense that he's a liar. with the least spoils possible, like, there was a giant battle at the Baratier. It wasn't just Hawk. There was, like, a whole... There was a whole oh, yeah. thing so, that um, went down, and that's gone. And let's let's talk bad. about Mihawk for a second, because oh, <laughs> that was the best done character. Um, He's cool. we love but Mihawk. when we see, yeah, so when we see Mihawk introduced in the live action, he's just chopping dudes down left and right like it's nothing and he's just like casually on on his the snail phone like, what's up like? garp what do you need oh um, my god but <laughs> that's where we see don krieg with a yes. 17 million um berry bounty and bro gets folded immediately and i'm Good. like okay that's that's not how things went but actually like i kind of like that better yeah, it works as, like, a nice it, Easter egg. Like, I miss the big battle, but I can accept this as, like, a great way to introduce... I'm not... See, I'm, like... I'm not gonna sit here and be, like, they changed it and it's worse, because I like the changes that they made. I, think I it's like cool. this I like how metal... I don't... There's, I don't think there's things I would say I like better. Um, I, I think there are some things that are a lot more hardcore and a lot more metal. Like, the buggy arc was way more, like, oh, the buggy shit. buggy arc's so dark in the live action it's for some so for no reason. I loved it. I loved how dark they went. That it was, was cool. Sold it I loved it. Live action buggy is my, my dog. Oh, my God. I love him. <laughs> I love that they kept him in there more. Yeah. They really kept Buggy around, which I appreciate, because Buggy comes back a lot in the later stuff, but they didn't really keep him around after that first arc in the beginning. And I like mm. that Buggy kept coming back. 
um, what was the other thing? Oh, and the fact that Zeph ate his leg was more was also like a big metal change that they made. Because that I was in like, the manga. It was well, not in the, in the anime. manga. Yeah, but he in the in the manga. Wait, did he eat his leg in the manga too? Yeah. Okay, I was try. I couldn't so, remember. In the anime, he gets his like leg caught in an anchor or something. And he cuts it off to be free. Right, yeah. but in the manga, he straight makes... up eats that bitch. Well, that makes sense, because that's how you would, like, he wouldn't just starve for that long. He eats his leg. Yeah. I I forgot that that was the one in the manga. I was thinking of the anime, and I was like, that's a metal change right there. But no, that's just back to the original. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, and to give my, my, my perspective on the buggy arc is that... Um, yeah. That was, I think that was the thing that really made me like settle on like, okay, I'm in for this because it was, it, it was that thing I was talking about. Like there's not, there's not really a set theme for this entire show of like how things are supposed to like, and it's the fact Marines are wearing modern baseball hats um, and there are snail phones Um and I was like, I was like, okay, this is like goofy, but that for some reason said means like, oh, this is a world where anything that can happen will happen. Yeah. There is a pirate clown, and the giant nose is his real fucking nose. Yeah, that's his <laughs> actual nose. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, he got hit in the face as a child. They never explained. Then it's never explained why. I don't think they should. I hope they don't. That's okay. They don't um, explain Usopp's nose either. Like, uh, who? I, it's not in the live action, which I think is for the best. Um, but you know, his, I saw like, I saw, I saw a drawing of like somebody like <laughs> did the scene where he's where he kisses Kaya, but in the in the um anime style, and his like nose has to like go like that because he. <laughs> I I saw I think allegedly they did makeup tests for it. Is something I heard, but uh, it was just yeah. I don't know if they did it with that actor, but I think they just early on decide right away. It's like no, this will not look well no. or no, um. The... So they have to draw some lines for so like yeah okay yeah the, we we are allowing this world to be goofy, but uh, there's just some things that don't translate. Well I mean, if I was yeah. a producer and I and they're like, hey, we want to have a giant prosthetic nose, I would just say no, no, we can't do well, that. Well, like Arlong's nose, they did well. Arlong had kind of a weird yeah. saw blade nose, like it was. Arlong just... is a fishman. Yeah, no, exactly. Who's not but I'm human? Saying, like, right, Arlong is like also him. not in every episode, it seems like. So three. No. Yeah. So, and they also like they tone it down is what I'm saying. Like, even mm -hmm. with like the fish man that you only see for a couple episodes who has another goofy nose, they tone yeah. it down. Originally it was like a huge saw blade thing. And now it's like a slightly longer nose with like some little shards going through it, which I think makes it a lot more palatable. Mm -hmm. Um it's goofy. Speaking of the fishman, uh, I'm just gonna take this mo take a moment um, to to uh, give a shout out to some of the homies that didn't make it into the live action. We're gonna do a little uh, in memoriam section. Um, if we can, let's add some like royalty free sad music in post. <laughs> um, You're fucking doing that shit. You edited that in. <laughs> uh, first up, I already mentioned him. Rip Django. That's the real Django. one. One, two, Django. I miss him Django. walking around. <laughs> that would have been epic. He's Second unchanged, up, man. The, the one that inspired this list. Hachi. I thought that was funny. 
my guy Hachi, where is I was he? so upset. I understand having an octopus man in live action would probably be kind of hard. But also... <laughs> he has my heart. Um, then there's Johnny and Yosaku. They're, uh, they're not that important, but they're real as hell and I respect them for it. Um, mm. Then there's Richie the lion... Dude, the, the, I love Richie. I the fact that they mentioned that they couldn't get a lion is my favorite thing. They're like, where is the fucking lion? Yeah, so Moji was, was like, there. Yeah. Moji didn't have any lines, but he was there. Well, like, the, the, the pup, like, didn't do the thing he did before. Because, like, originally it was like, the arc was all about that one dog we see for two frames. Oh, yeah, Shushu. But, like, Shushu was later on the list. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, we do see a little dog at the end, and we're like, oh, so that's like a little Easter egg for the anime friends. Like, oh, look, it's Shushu, but like, that's not Shushu. No, it didn't then, look like Shushu. Um, it just looked like a real scraggle dog. We're missing Momu, the big sea cow, which, it was, which was funny to me, because like in episode one, when uh, L- Luffy's talking to Kobe, um, he's like uh, talking about Alvi- Alvida, and he's like, oh, she sounds like a sea cow. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder if that's foreshadowing for Momu, and Momu was not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's the Usopp pirates, which, yeah, I honestly, I, I feel like they could have been included. Yeah, they I, just I think they could have been. But also... I, it wouldn't have worked with, like, the night time. The, the thing is, the Usopp arc, they really shortened it, and I don't mean, like, time. I mean, they literally made it, like, it used to be a week or so, and they made it, like, one night that they're on yeah. that island. So, I don't know what they would have done with a couple kids, except yeah. maybe giving them, like, a little Easter egg or something like that in there. And because Mihawk folded the enti- the entirety of uh, Don Krieg's crew, except for Gein, which, who, who does come back. Uh, does come back. Which is cool. Yeah, you gotta leave someone alive to tell the story of how terrified you are. The indestructible Pearl. <laughs> I forgot about Pearl! Because who who remembers Pearl? Absolutely nobody. Nobody cares about Pearl. Actually, listen, I'll, I'll give you the respect you deserve, but you don't... Which is, it's I am such a blank slate on all this. You were saying um, names, I was just going, yeah, sure. Down D stairs, rest Down in peace. <laughs> in, in the live action, they're like, oh, Kuina died in an accident, but I don't think they really mention what the accident is. And she fucking fell down a flight of stairs. Yeah, apparently she died on falling down the stairs. Um, which there's a lot of theories about. Like, was she like murdered and they tried to cover it up? But like, as yeah, of right the, now, I the official explanation. What is this? Like a fuck? Is that. there like a Vladimir Putin of this fucking anime that's just throwing people out of windows and shit so, and saying, okay. "Oh yeah, it was an accident." The theory is that like her dad killed her. Who the dad is the sensei of the dojo. Um. But there's all there's a lot of I've theories, but like theory. the the official just, explanation that's given to us is that she died in a like falling down the stairs in an accident. But which is crazy of like of all the accidents that could happen in One Piece, they kill off this was, like very strong swordswoman. Like I guess hey. she's a kid, but still, by saying she fell down a flight of stairs. Yeah, and um, I'm just so, I'm just gonna ask. Just... It's just an accident. I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but obsessed. as far but, as I remember, this is yeah, and I'm just gonna ask. This isn't like a thing like Zoro is looking for someone who he thinks is named down the stairs. 
No, no down these okay, stairs. Okay, I just want to make sure. Like, I knew the guy was not that bright, but I was just like, are we hitting a peak of no, it? Down D no, down D stairs no. is not a, is not an actual character. And speaking of not actual characters, the last per, the last thing I want to give a shout out to is the buggy ball. Yeah. Rip the buggy ball. Buggy ball. <laughs> Honestly, the seawater tank is way better. That's way yeah. Cool. No, that the buggy really ball is goofy as hell. I just like the fact that Buggy casually just had a nuke cannon. That just blew up the villages in the anime. But uh, there was no buggy ball in the live action, which... Oh, well. Biggest, I'm more upset about um, Richie. <laughs> yeah, the biggest like long-term difference in the live action, I would say, is the incorporation of Garp in there. And how yes. instead of just having when they leave the island being like, ah, Kobe will come back. And he does come back with Garp. Like so many arcs 300 later. episodes later 300 episodes later they put him in and they put him like they keep him throughout the story blue. they kind of made him a pre-smoker smoker i okay so a lot of a lot of one piece fans are gonna like have been like yeah the live action was cool but i don't like what they did with garp uh i will fight back on that because i really like what they did with garp um it took me a while <laughs> Because, like, initially I was just like, uh, what is Garp, a vice admiral, doing spending all of this time in the East Blue? Mm-hmm. What, why does that make any sense? Um, but, like, the more this, that story progresses and, like, understanding, like, Garp's motivation for, like, staying in the East Blue and um, hunting down Luffy, the more that started to grow on me. And it's like it really is just like especially hit when um he's had that conversation with Zeph at the end. Mm. I don't know if that was episode seven or eight or whatever. But he's just like he reminds me of Gold Roger, and like you know the the change that they made where they put Garp at uh Roger's execution, um where that was uh, good. That was that's that I think that was a really good change and like understanding like uh he wanted nothing more than for luffy to be a marine and he was tough he was hard he put him through hell as a child because he wanted the best life possible for him because he knew the consequences of piracy because he was he was like him and roger are rivals they're not like friends but he had a little bit of level of respect for roger and you know we know how Roger stories ends uh, and with him being executed in front of the whole world. And he does not want that fate for Luffy. So he has to like go, he's going through all of this to like, like it, listen, if you, if you're set on going to gr- the grand line, don't just like run in there as you are now. Uh, Cause you're going to die. And I do not want you to die. <laughs> We gotta... I would say, like, my favorite... I was a little hesitant about it. I was just... In my head, I was thinking, I was like, I feel like Garp is more casual than this. But, of course, Garp would be more casual about it once... Because when we see him for the first time, we see him, like you said, 300 episodes in, where Luffy has already established that he can handle it. So, of course, Garp is a lot more casual with him. I think... So, yeah. I the moment that sold it for me was actually the last moment, which made all the pieces be like, okay, I'm sold with when he and Luffy have that fight. And I like that Luffy gets bodied because, of course, he does. And then, um, and then he's and Garp is just like, I wanted you to make sure you knew who you were before I let you go. And I was like, it's not that Garp is all anti pirate in this world, he just wants to make sure that Luffy is ready. And once that I saw that. I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm here for it. Because he's not, like, all pirates are evil kind of guy. 
he sees yeah. a lot of the gray. So, fun fact: a character, a member of of Garp's crew, is actually what got me to watch the show. Really, Kobe? Because no, it's oh, an even oh. more minor character. It's a fucking minor character. It's a guy Bogard? named Bogard. Because my grandfather was a huge Bogard Humphrey fan. Humphrey Bogard. Or Humphrey Bogard. <laughs> you fucked up the names. So, we're not a huge fan, but he was a fan. So, I was like, okay, yeah, they just this guy just put a 1940s actor he liked into That's the so fucking funny. show. And I because was like, like, I got to see how they... Because it, it's such a not character, too. Dude, in the manga, he had, he's even less of, like, a character. I just... Like, in the first scene that he appears, and I think Bogard in the live action had more lines than Bogard has in the entire manga. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Uh, Which is really funny. I don't even think Bogard like, has an actual, has like an official name in the manga. Like, he's been referred to as Bogard, like, I don't know from like Extra Source, but I, if you read the manga, you'll, I don't think you'll actually know Bogard's name. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's just to add on the thing, it's what I kind of like about the show in terms of style, where it's just there's no consensus on anything and it works in its favor because it's like everyone else, like the Marines have their like defined thing and everybody's like pirate or this or that or like very Japanese samurai inspired. And then there's just a guy who's dressed like a detective noir from the 1930s yeah. hanging around. Bogard. That's like, like that's Piece's card is randomness you don't see it as much in the first thing because there's a lot less devil recruit powers in the east blue because it's kind of yeah. like a weaker area but when you get to the power system like not besides hockey like the devil fruit stuff itself you see that like goofy shit how it works like there's people who ate like the soap soap fruit and now i make everything slippery and clean there's like <laughs> like if you like, i hate that like, <laughs> it's so funny you see like giant wides it's really fun to like pause or like stop or like look at details into the panels and see what weird powers you can have. I remember there was one thing where Luffy was fighting a large battle and you see a marine man with just wheels for arms. Like his arms are just like old spokes wheels. And like that's his power is he has spoke wheel arms. Yeah. And like I don't know how that would help you, but that's what he has. And it's just there's a bunch of stuff like that. It's so I speaking like, of difference, like we only we only we only get to see two in the live action which is Luffy's fruit, which surprisingly looks good. And I tweeted about this earlier and I'm like, man, if they made Luffy's fruit look good, I am pissed that they didn't, they that they had to give Kamala Khan for Miss Marvel, like fucking Green Lantern ass powers. Let her hands be freakishly big. It's okay to have people stretch. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I, I really liked the way. No, that's um, the other thing. Luffy's is this, is, and like I said, I'm basing this off of incredibly little I've seen. It's trying, like, the only thing they're letting limit them isn't like, oh, this is going to like, that's something I really hate about adaptations is there always seems to be this thing about like, I'm afraid of how goofy this is going to look on. Yeah. Because there's, goofy a, but is I, goofy. Yeah. But, yeah. Like that's, and it's like, supposed to be a and like Tyler said, that was actually something that really annoyed me. It's like, oh, we're doing fucking green lantern powers, which already like nine other characters in this cursed fucking Marvel shit show universe have. <laughs> So and, we just have another person who moves light around in form. Yeah, let so Kamala great. Khan have freakishly big hands. If Luffy can stretch, so she, can she. Because but it's like, not interesting. I to like how freaky it looks. Light. Yeah. Um. Because the like, yeah, it, it looks goofy in the manga, but like to actually conceptualize a rubber human is mm. weird. And like, I, and I love how shocked everybody is. It was just like, what? 
<laughs> what the fuck did he just do? Because yeah, um, yeah. he's so casual with it. That's just who he is. Um, so like, but um, and I, I, I like watching. I, I liked watching um reactions of people who haven't like who have zero One Piece experience watching the show. So like when he gets shot by that pirate on Alvida's ship and like it just like bounces the bullet just bounces off of them and he's just like everyone's just like what the fuck did he just do? <laughs> I love that because Matt it's so went weird. somehow in the opposite direction because he he's read the manga he like knows One Piece but he kept being like. You know, none of this, like, I remember there was a fight with Buggy or somebody had blades, and he and Matt was just like, why are you dodging? Those can't hurt you. I was like, yes, they can. They're blades, Matt. Yeah. Like, that's oh. not his power. Come on. Because they don't, they don't explain it as much in the live action. They kind of infer it. But Luffy can't get hurt at the moment with regular blunt attack. Unless you're rubber. Arlong. So I that's the like, thing that kind of annoyed me was he could get shot and be okay. But not like stabbed. Blades, blades will hurt him. Because yeah, they cut. Because they, they cut. They can cut through the rubble. Right, but like... It's yeah. a fantasy okay. world. I know, I should have let this... I did. It's okay, it's okay. I'm not going to let it bother me. It's not okay, it really bothers me. have an immunity to cutting his yeah. buggy D-clown. These aren't AK-47 machine guns that we have now that can- They're muskets! Them. I fired a musket! They're not- they're, they're just as powerful, if not somewhat more! Yeah. But when you make a middle ball- really Yeah, sure, rubber. whatever. I, I realize that, like- We got- uh, the other devil fruit, uh, we- we gotta give a shout out to, uh, my guy Buggy, with a chop-chop fruit. I, they did that surprisingly they well. They didn't go into Buggy's backstory. They actually, now that I think about it, they, they don't did a little explain. bit. No, he Buggy just says that Shanks betrayed him, but they don't actually. No, they don't have the flashback where they like don't have he the eats the fruit. That shows that Shanks didn't that, actually betray him. They just kind of have us decide whether to take speaking the which, for it. Which is quick comment on the anime. If I was if I was Shanks and I'm like over two on trying to prevent people from eating devil fruits, I would stop being around devil fruits. Well, like <laughs> that's it's funny because like yeah, that's that's kind of Shanks' thing because like he, he doesn't have a fruit. Nope. None of his crew really has everyone fruit. around everyone around him though. Just he doesn't really. I tripped on a rock and ate this fucking fruit. Now I can't swim. But it's it's yeah, well, the, <laughs> um yeah no, uh, I I speaking of Shanks, I really like live action Shanks. Love live action. Um, Shanks. in the first trailer, he was he, um they had a shot of him and he was like, oh man, man's looking kind of goofy. What is, what did they do to my dude? That's not daddy. And then you watch the rest of the show and you're just like, mm. that's what I felt about Nami's hair at first. I was like. I don't know. It kind of looks like a wig, even though it's her real hair. But then it grew on me, you know. Yeah, that color of orange just doesn't exist in nature. Yeah, well, neither does not a human being. Blue hair, like there's people with green and blue hair. Like Sham, one of the the, um, Usopp. What is it? Um, not Usopp. Clawhador's assistants, which in in the in the manga they're the Meowban brothers, but they changed them to, to not be brothers. That was me, like, it took me a minute to be like, oh my god, wait, these are the Meow Man brothers. And yeah, it's, like, oh, uh, yeah, Bucci right. and Sham. And Sham's got, like, this, uh... That part all, I'm not gonna lie, that part almost lo- lost me. The, the weird cat powers? Yeah, yeah. if you watch the anime, you might yeah. too. <laughs> they were, like, they were strange. Nobody were, like, likes... Cats. Nobody <laughs> likes the Meow Band brothers. Kinda odd. 
Um, the Syrup Villa bar- Village arc is like, um, also like widely like nobody really loves it. I I'm that is actually the, for me that's the arc that like got me into One Piece because like I appreciated up, the battle. Um, because for movie. me up until that point I was it was kind of just background noise. I was just like, yeah, it's got a thousand episodes, whatever. Like, I'll, like, put it on in the background while I do other shit. And, like, I'll never run out of content. I'll always have something in the background. But it was, like, when we were getting into Syrup Village, I'm like, wait a minute. I started paying attention. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold up. This this shit kind of good. Um, But, so, like, I, I, have, I, have, I have a soft spot for the Syrup Village arc. I don't have a soft spot for the Meow Band Brothers. <laughs> but I was I was cool how, with how they were in... um. In the live action, I think they're re- like they're like goofy and like uh like cartoony like assistants. But like the one f- the fight that they had with Zoro was actually pretty like entertaining. Yeah. Um, um, I did not care for that fight in the manga, but it was really like I I really liked the like choreography in like it was in, cool in the live action. A lot of the choreography is like really impressive. Um, like especially like Zoro stuff. Because he's obviously like the most well trained and acrobatic actor. One change. Yeah. So the thing about like the yeah with that crew during that whole arc with Usopp, I kind of felt about that. How I felt about so in Black Lagoon, a really kind of very serious and edgy anime that I watched. uh, There's this arc with these two characters called Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very one. It gets really unsettling at points, like for a lot of reasons, because these are two characters. I don't know if they're actually fucking children. I don't know if they are just adults that are supposed to look like children, but they're in it. And like Black Lagoon, unlike One Piece, has a very set vibe throughout the entirety of the show, mm-hmm. which is this is somewhere in the Pacific. There's mercenaries. It's pretty held in reality to like the standard that like a call of duty game is and then at one point they kind of apply oh yeah these characters might also just be vampires and you're like okay i guess we're just fucking dealing with that like for some reason that was the episode that kind of like got under my skin of that and i had the same vibe of like yeah you know what i can buy fishmen i can buy all this but for some reason these two cat motherfuckers i can't i can't fucking stand it's it's weird because like there's there's some powers in in the one piece universe that really just don't have an, any explanation on how they work. Sometimes people are just built different. And I'm like, no, you don't have a devil fruit, and that's not really hockey. You, you could just kind of do that. And that's and kind of. They explain some of it later, 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 where they're like, oh, they're like animal people, and they're like, they're not, they're like kind of, you know, anamorphic. Yeah, but like. <laughs> some of it gets explained, but some of it is just like. Never Kuro can kind of just teleport around, yeah, and we're just rocking just with it. And I'm just like walks really softly. That's what it is. He walks. The, that's the explanation explanation in the anime, but they don't explain it in the live action. He kind of just so, like zips and zooms all over the place, and you're just like, I right, that's like just a that's just, um that's just the world that we live in. That's okay. We're just, <laughs> uh, the thing yep. with Wolfies is like literally like nothing is off the table in terms of like stuff that people can do. So like random, <laughs> random thought that I had, but I want to point out I am wrong about one thing. I did tell you that there's a lot of things I'm like equal to or that I like and I appreciate the change, but I wouldn't say it's better than the manga because like I don't know. I guess 
in my heart, I'm like, no, it can't be better than the original. Mm-hmm. But um, I do like better the fact that Zoro is the one who gave Helipimo or however you pronounce it. Oh, Hel-Mepo. the haircut. I love that Zoro is the one who gave him the haircut. I think that is a perfect Zoro thing to do. Yeah. Is to be like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm going to give you this dumbass haircut. Because originally he just had a dumbass haircut the whole time. I, lo- like, I like that too. I like that they gave the dumbass. They like, okay, we need to get, like, of all the things we need to explain for the live action, the dumbass haircut has to. Okay, no one yeah. would choose that. <laughs> Um, other thing the live action did better than the manga is um, the manga did not have Helmeppo's bare ass cheeks, which welcome addition. It did not. It that did shit's not. hilarious. Dude, that, I remember watching it, Matt, and be like, "Holy shit, that guy's got cake!" Like it just. Yeah, it was like I, re- I remember like starting up the the live action and like on on like the top of like on Netflix it like gives you like content warnings like oh self harm violence whatever and it said nudity I'm like oh who's it gonna be it and it's Helmeppo <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious that whole scene that whole scene where Zoro walks up on him and he's just like are you gonna kill me and he's like oh i'm gonna do something way worse i'm like yo yo hold up hold up where, where, where are we going right now this, this is, did i download the wrong one piece like damn, damn. just in the background tyler what the fuck are you watching nothing i'm like oh, oh hold up hold up just gives uh, him a dumbass haircut but I like, like his doll. Yeah. I wonder if he also gave the little doll that Hemapo had that had the same hair as him. I wonder if Zoro also oh, gave the doll the dumb haircut. I love like live action Helmeppo is one of my, like weirdly enough one of my favorite characters. I love him. He was kind of like Helmeppo's Helmeppo and um uh why am I forgetting my boy's name? Kobe? Um Kobe, yeah. I forgot Kobe's name for like two seconds and I feel so bad. But um so, like, originally their arc is, like, really, really fast. This is one of the things I was talking about with Parker. Not Parker. Matthew. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was also talking to Parker about the show. But one of the things I was talking about with Matthew is, like, originally, Kobe kind of goes through his whole personality arc on Alveda's ship. Is he suddenly stands up to her. And now mm-hmm. he's a lot stronger willed. And he really, like, finishes the arc as Luffy is leaving. And Helmeppo basically finishes the arc also as Luffy's leaving of I'm going to be a better person now. I think that might be like when Garp showed up as Helmeppo, like immediately learns yeah. his arc. But now they, because they had so much more time with them, they really showed their relationship change and they really showed both of them growing as people, like Kobe getting a spine and Helmeppo learning to like make friends and not be full yeah. of himself. And also kind of getting a spine because he's afraid of his dad. Um, so it was really nice seeing their relationship. So I was like, this is honestly my favorite relationship yeah. in the whole and live action was those two's friendship. It was so um, One of like the major themes of One Piece as a whole is um, following your own sense of justice. Mm. Um, and that's really applicable with especially um, how the Marines con- conduct themselves. Um, and like, and it, it's like, very much embodied with the Admirals. Um, but like the way that uh, Garp... This is before he's, like, really, like, training them one-on-one, but the way that he's, like, leading them to following their own uh, uh, form of justice and understanding what justice means to them and the world that they want to create and the type of Marines that they want to be, I thought that was a really, like, great addition. Um, And, like, seeing their development 
uh, throughout the like situations that they're put through and the, sh- the stuff that they've seen and how they respond to those situations. Um, I think that's something that like uh, is mis- I, I, I like I think that was a missed opportunity, honestly, in the manga. Uh, yeah. And I'm really glad to get to see that here because, like, yeah, no, there's like a giant time jump between when we f- first see Kobe and when we next see Kobe. But like yeah. seeing his development with Helmeppo is like really interesting and like that's that's one of the things that makes me really love the, the live action because it's like yeah sure we're like retreading a lot of the same story beats but like there's so much new stuff that like i was interested as somebody who's like theoretically knows everything that's gonna ha- happen because i didn't it's new yeah. like it's it's it the same new. but it's new to me and i love it that. exactly that's it was it was not watching somebody try to do a rehash of what we've already seen but make it like live action which makes it not ghost in the show yeah. Yeah, not ghost. Like, or even like a Western example, it. like like the watch, like the Watchmen movie, which I I bitch about a lot, is just like there's so many like shots in that movie that are like shot for shot recreations of of the comic, but like completely missed the point of the comic. But because like this has so much do that of, stuff. Yeah, like and, like yeah, it has I, so much of that One Piece energy, but it's very much its own thing. And it like carries it. the themes of the of the story very well. The um the characters are very much themselves, but it's still like you know it's it's a new experience. Even if you have read it, seeing Sanji and Zoro bicker like, <laughs> made my day. it was so great. It was I, so great watching him bicker. He's just Zoro just calling him a waiter the whole time because he was asleep is my favorite. Just a waiter. <laughs> I, I like I love live action Sanji. We haven't talked about live action Sanji a lot. He's my favorite character of the He's live great. action. Like, He's real smooth. I listen. I appreciate a guy who fights with his hands in his pockets because he refuses to get his hands dirty. Yeah, because he's a chef. His she- his he's hands are chef. made for cooking. Uh, not fighting. He's not going to worry about busting up his hands in a fight when he could just use his legs. And it's cool as hell. Like it's really and cool in the manga and the anime, but like. It, like, it looks so sick with the And between this and the bearer, I think everybody's learning who's uh, in film right now that cooking looks really good on film. Yeah. Um, oh, we knew that since the creation of Food Network. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay. I guess the ago. fact that it's going into narrative yeah, uh, yeah. is yeah. interesting. Well, the menu did that too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah. I didn't see the menu. Oh, I'm really that. I just, it, it I, existed. I loved uh, Sanji's introduction scene where he's mm. he's doing it up on that uh, tuna dish. I don't remember the name of it. Oh, um, yeah. And and we get to see Patty. I love we Patty. do. We do see Patty. Um, I, one of my favorite lines is start, and I liked it because it was kind of from Zoro was we get we get it. Zeph's an asshole. Poor you. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, made me laugh knowing all of all of Sanji's all of it. And I was just like, ah, I feel like Zeph was the person who was nicest to him. You know? Yeah. Um but like I, I really like how um Zoro and Sanji have like they in they they have their beef in the manga, but like I like how that carried over into the live action. Um mm. It's because like they they definitely respect each other. They just choose to be assholes for really well, no reason. And it's so yeah. in in storytelling when you have bands, it's really interesting where it's like so usually a character like Luffy would have a lance, which is supposed to be like a character on his side that sometimes is their their purpose there is basically to fight with him all the time. 
<laughs> but he doesn't necessarily have that in his crew. Where meanwhile, as Zoro has a lance in the form of Zanji, which I thought was yeah, because yeah. Zoro's the first mate. But they kind of him and Luffy. You never really see them fighting together. They're both kind of Luffy's taking on somebody and he's taking on somebody else very separately. But you often will see Sanji and Zoro kind of fight together in one like situation yeah. in one area. And like the the fight that they had with all the fishmen together mm. was super cool. Like again, the choreography top notch. The dialogue really good. Um. I really love both of those actors, and um, the way um, the way that Luffy's like influence just like s- slowly like infects people. Yeah, uh, I love is them arguing done about really like, well. I'm a big f- better. Or I'm a big fan of the trope of uh, of crouching dumbass hidden hitting hidden badass. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's and that's definitely Luffy. Except I think it's just kind of all around uh, crouching dumbass, hidden dumbass, but somehow manages to <laughs> get skid his way through the galaxy, um, just like with a smile and, uh, yep, gonna do this. Hey, he was pretty badass at the. I was actually really happy with the Luffy help me scene. He was pretty badass there with the. Yeah, that no, that scene sick. is. That got me so excited. Um, I was worried. They weren't gonna do it. They did so well. No, that's 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 one of the scenes that like for a lot of people when they watch the anime, that's where they're just like, uh, when they decide like, okay, I'm hooked now. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was the case for me. Or it was like, yeah, Syrup Village was like when I started paying attention, but it was that moment where I'm like, okay, I'm I'm committed now, um, and I thought that was so well done in the live action, uh had me fight in tears just like it did in the original except in the original i those were not being fought i cannot lie um uh no it like i really liked the way that they translated nami's arc um into live action except the one change that i did not like um is like in the original like the village knew what she was doing all along yeah, the village like knew about it, and they were just kind of playing along with her, but they didn't actually hate her. They assumed why she would help them. They didn't just assume that she was like this asshole. Like they knew yeah. what was going on. And that was I, one I change that I wasn't a fan I of. Don't know why they changed that. I don't know what they gained from it. Like maybe uh, that it moment where she's talking story a little with her bit. sister. I think that's I, I again. I think that's one of those things that they kind of had to do for pacing. Yeah. Um, the other thing, also an, another interesting change, is that um, Luffy doesn't listen to the Nami's backstory in the original. He doesn't care. Well, he doesn't really listen either. He says. I mean, he was he... there. He no. In the original, Luffy's just like, "I'm gonna go take a nap. I'm out of here. I don't care." I don't. I don't think he listened to the backstory. He heard. He no. Oh, he doesn't know the truth. That's what it was. It was Luffy heard the backstory from the sister. Um, yeah. But she only got to the mom dying, and he didn't know any of the years of torture that Nami went through, right. or the fact that she was doing it to save the village. He didn't know the truth, he just knew that Luffy's mom died. They had a really good scene, he had a really, like, I, I wasn't, again, like, I really liked the original, but I, yeah. I like, that change, I'm like, eh. But then they had that really good scene with Zoro, right after, when they're just like, it's just the two of them. 
mm-hmm. like you know Zoro's Zoro's been like skeptical of Nami this whole time and like you dis- you disrespected our crew you disrespected our captain like she's clearly made her choice and Luffy's just like no this is yeah. this choice isn't being made for her that was good um, and I did like how Nami goes you don't even know what's going on and Luffy goes no I don't like, yeah I, I know and he puts uh, the hat on her and man that's it's so good and it's so good in both versions like in the sh- like the recreation of that shot um in the live action like it's it's now, so so good i don't know if i just don't remember it as much it's been a while since i read the beginning of one piece and or watched it but i don't think they brought up the fishmen racism as much in the beginning like i don't yeah. think arlong was as vocal about it which I do like that they brought it up and I were like we're vocal about it because that's kind of like one of the big points of the show. But it also plays interesting when you put it so heavy in the beginning because I think what Oda did is they showed us um, they showed us like the Arlong pirates as not evil fishmen but as evil pirates. And at least I didn't uh, ever look at it as a race issue in the very beginning. And Nami didn't either. I remember uh, Matt saying something about, like, you know, it's interesting that Nami never was afraid of, like, really too much Fishman afterwards. And I was like, that's because she didn't hate Fishman from this interaction. She hated pirates. And Matt she goes, hated well, good Arlong. on Nami. She hated Arlong. Because Arlong is because... a bitch. <laughs> exactly. But I think because they brought up so much that the racial abuse that they suffered, yeah. they made it more they made the whole scenario a lot more of a race thing when it was originally supposed to be like in the beginning you see that it's a pirate thing and then you learn oh these these people really have suffered because it kind of it feels a little because when they're saying oh we suffered this is the bad things that we went through Mm -hmm. you're like you feel bad for them but since you don't see it you almost feel like they are like it kind of adds a weird tension there it's there to a lesser extent in the manga like it's definitely mentioned yeah. like um it's mentioned. but like i i kind of I, I kind of liked um i like you know bringing that story a little bit more forward because that that is what's core to one piece really is like it reads getting really like heavy it. into real world political themes um they love it in, they love in their, this they unique style and um the way that they they use like f- the fishman as a vehicle to tell like a story of uh really bad race relations and like listen Ar- Ar- Arlong is an awful person nobody's arguing about that like Arlong is not justified in his cause yeah. he's an Arlong asshole because he's an asshole not because of not because of how he looks not because he's a yeah. fishman he's an awful he's he's an awful awful <laughs> pirate um. But like, you get it, like, um, and like, especially later when they like go into details about what is because right. he mentions he's just like, oh yeah, like we were enslaved, and I think it has the impact, and I like they're bringing it up early, but also part of me, you know, because when they you when they bring up the slavery and stuff like that, when you see it later, you get to physically see it, and you're like, holy shit, what is this? I never knew about it, and yeah. it has such a big impact, and I think it being said and not shown as much as i love them bringing it up early does a little bit of a disservice to the horror that is like in it in the world the horror that is i i I like um arlong's like expanded role Mm. Um, because yeah no because i i i think him being like a season-long big bad 
um one like helped the story feel more like you know an actual like live action show it's not you know like, we're connected, not just, like watching not an anime of the week um but it, it gave it gave his character more depth like Arlong gets depth like retroactively like in the Fishman Island arc like hundreds of um episodes later mm. um but bringing some of that depth now makes him more intimidating but also just a quick question how many episodes of the anime do these like 10 episodes cover Mm, 40 to 50 i would say jesus christ because it's the whole first season it would be yeah it's it's all the way up to our long how many episodes in total are there this fucking anime uh Uh, right now 1074 five jesus fucking christ 1075 came out last night I was caught up at around 930, okay. 900. There's, there's, there's skippable like filler. There's there a is lot. skippable filler. I recommend reading it. Um, reading I is wa- better. I watched all of it. I loved watching all of it. I'm very happy that I've seen all of the anime. Don't get me. Oh, most of the anime. Um, but what was stopping me from getting back into One Piece after I took my break in, like, senior year because I had ca- caught up and I couldn't keep watching it every week when they were just doing filler stuff. It was not... The pacing like, is dog-ass. The, pace, Sounds- the pacing was really bad. Um, but so what happened was, uh, so I took a break from it. I didn't touch it for years. And then Tyler over here, when we were taking our comic book class, was just like, Maya, you should read all of One Piece for our class. And I went... Okay, I didn't say read all of it. I was just like, oh, you should do a chapter. Or like And then I went I went back and I started reading the manga. And uh to be fair, I do have access to all of the manga for free through my brother's subscription to things that I steal. Um so that does benefit me. Um, shout out to I, the Shonen Jump app. Two dollars a month. Shout out to Shonen Jump. Their whole shout their whole to, library. Shout out to my brother uh paying for it. <laughs> but uh, basically so uh, so I got into reading it, and it's really nice because um, the live action gets, not the live action, the anime gets to a point where a lot of it, apparently they do less of it now, but like half, almost half of an episode would be recap on what happened to the episode before when they get into these big arcs, and it was I just so break, could they slow. still be doing that? Really, really, Matthew. So there's some episodes that like, all right, they're like, all right, this chapter is heat, we need to give it justice, mm. but then like in like we're in the onigashima raid and it's just like all right we're gonna spend 10 minutes on like chopper with the <laughs> making a cure <laughs> or something yeah like the pacing can be really slow it's, it's it can be dog ass up, at times but there's, then there's like to reading you can get through it much faster and there's a lot less filler um but so i got through all of it in nine months yeah, um, and then, then, but like, then, like, there's the hype moments that make it all worth it. Yeah, the anime is really nice for the hype moments. Like, all, like, like I really I enjoyed love, it. I love all the hype moments, um, and the emotional moments too. Uh, I love, it. I love how most of them were done in in the live action. The I think one just that, like, don't be, that, don't be afraid to skip the beginning of the episode. <laughs> well, yeah, usually the if you're watching on Netflix, it'll have like the skip intro button. Like the the one the one like emotional moment that like I wanted to hit harder was Sanji's goodbye to Zeph because that shit had me like that had me like watery in the in the anime that was that was rough and I was just like yeah um, I, I think miss, it was missing like having the whole staff lineup you know well because we only really had saw one other staff you only saw problem. Patty and Zeph we did have the staff all lined up it's just the staff was just <laughs> Patty and Zeph yeah which I I um I appreciate like 
how like everything in general is just more like you know toned down because ever, if yeah, everyone's just like people. bawling their eyes out every second like they do in the <laughs> that would be a little goofy so like i like the more subtle emotion i'm just like oh, this um we I, I think we could uh hit that a little harder but overall like the cast incredible well, I, I love i love i love usopp's actor specifically um he's so he's so usopp <laughs> I want to um, shout out that one YouTube comment that happened where this was before the thing came out and they were doing cast reveals and someone was like, uh, like, something, something, something like this is a cast reveal, like, we're not sure how it's going to be. And I put it as a comic because I heard someone else was like, Oda actually had his hand in picking the cast. So yeah. I think that there's a solid that it's going to be really good because Oda, like, he really cares for the story and he, like, handpicked a lot of these cast people. And then somebody commented to me saying well he did a bad job like he doesn't know what these yeah. characters are about and he, I does, he doesn't know his own characters no and, and like i saw a lot of people job. were like oh they should have casted an asian actor for luffy and like dude oda I picked like him himself people. yeah oda did literally did a thing I, there was like one of those like ask questions where it was like hey if people were from different countries, like in the real world, where would they be? And yes. Oda literally picked people from the Luffy's a Brazilian that he said <laughs> in that random question thing. Because yes, the the author is from Japan, the author is Asian, but these people are from a globe. They're all around the that globe. There's doesn't exist in the real world. <laughs> that doesn't exist in the real world. Like it'd be but crazy if you just cast the whole thing. One thing that was really cool, thing, um that, it doesn't like, take place um, in the real world. They they casted a lot of actors with different accents, which was yeah. cool because it made it feel a lot more like global. It's like like if you're watching the if you're watching the English dub of the show, uh, which I'm oh, doing right now, the English dub. You know, everyone's just like American, whatever. And like, listen, I I I'm not gonna get into the sub versus dub argument. I don't care. Watch what you want. I like the dub. I like the sub too. They're both fine. I if. You, if you're out here just like if you want to watch the dub so better the I don't dub. I'm stupid I ain't reading more than I have to like it's fine I, watch the dub but like the thing with the dub is like you know everyone's kind of just like you know it's like generic American for the most part but like I read an actual a lot of garp I, I read a lot of books so I don't want to add additional reading onto that list yeah and like like the, the way that they like integrate like you know a lot of actors with different act accents um, I like the idea that the it's like Lucy it feels more global. Yeah, that makes global. sense somehow. Yeah, um, and like you know, spiritually the Inyaki same. People. is Mexican, so it's like it's not like you know exactly like um Oda actually. Uh, you said he's supposed to be Brazilian, but you cast it in a Mexican. But like, um, also he like, said that in like a question answer corner. Yeah, of like a random. <laughs> like, like this is not law by Eddie. It, it gives this it gives the world like law. a really interesting sense of diversity. And yeah. I mean, for the most part, is like the big thing is mashing the energies of the characters. Yeah, they did such a good job. That was the they one did a thing really Parker would tell me because like he watched it before I did, and I was like, "Don't give me any spoilers." He's like, "The only thing I can, I will tell you is that like Luffy." has luffy energy 100 percent. like he did like he's a great luffy and i was yeah I, he was he does like, have luffy energy um <laughs> i so i'm a i'm needless to say i'm a little bit of a, a dragon ball fan um so the guy who in, in the english dub who voices sanji voices trunks so all these years i'm so i'm so used to sanji just having trunks just being the trunks voice whatever and then like all of a sudden like oh here comes british sanji i'm like oh that's takes some i'm time pretty sure he's to. french 
French Sanji, whatever. He has an accent, and I'm like, ooh, that's kind of weird. I'm used to trunks. Um, <laughs> but then, like, you, you, you're you watching Taz, Skyler, like, really, like, embody every... You're both wrong. He's Spanish. Is oh, really? he? Uh, yeah. He wasn't British, though. He's, he sounds... Yeah. Well, he's, when no, he's speaking he, like English... Yeah, he can speak Spanish. I remember that, because yeah. he, like... Um, yeah. But like every time, like when when you like when you're watching him be Sanji, I'm like, yeah, that is that character to a T. He's got he's passionate about cooking. He's abrasive, but he's very flirty. Not yet in a really creepy way. He's just like he's just shooting his shot. He's a fan of the ladies. He's a connoisseur. He's respectfully chivalrous. Yes, Um, that's how he should be. Why do why why did you make him creepy later, Oda? As a woman, (laughs) because funny as a woman. (laughs) <laughs> but like 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 watch like watching him like be that character was just like i'm like i don't even like i i when i again like once i started like realizing you know how like diverse the cast is and everything with like all the accents i'm like oh this is really cool but also just like i don't care what they sound like anymore i'm just like this is that character this is everything you need to know about sanji he likes to cook he's uh he's cold he likes to smoke and he loves the ladies most of all, but he has a kind heart at the bottom of all of it. Yeah, that and that is Why, his defining feature. We gotta wrap this up soon. I do want to talk about one trait. I kind of hope they do expand on is Zoro getting injured and just sliding to sleep this off. No, that's just. I how, thought that. That's just just get used to that. He'd just be built like that. The, I hope that like no. I hope they do more of that because I in, in the buggy arc in the anime, he's like stabbed several times. Like yeah, I just need to take a quick nap, and I'll get up and be right yeah. back to it. No, okay. Luffy, so, when he uh, gets hurt, eats it off. Zoro sleeps it off. What's funny about the buggy arc in the anime is in the manga too. Um, is they make such a big deal of the straw hat being Luffy's biggest treasure, mm-hmm. and later on in mm-hmm. in the Mihawk fight, scars on the back are a swordsman's shame. Buggy mm-hmm. is the only character to damage the straw uh, straw hat and stab Zoro in the back. <laughs> Dude, Which I Buggy. love that so much. <laughs> I I like the little Easter eggs of Buggy's titles. I remember when he was going through his titles, he said something about like I'm pretty sure he mentioned one of his future titles, or at the very least, him being like, "I have a huge network. I have eyes and ears." I, love... I was like, "Not yet, you do." But... <laughs> no, I re- I really love this version of Buggy. I love all of the characters. Like, I think I don't think there's a single character where I'm like, "Oh, they really missed on you." Except I always have like a kind of Usopp. Uh, I just, yeah. I just think Usopp needed a little bit more, mo- more moments to shine. But like the I actor did a really good job. Did, they just did Usopp a little bit dirty in the writing. He didn't shine as. They much did as a he... little dirty with the with the writing, but the actor is so good. Oh yeah, and like and um, Axan Morgan, Axan Morgan, but that was once again a writing thing. I think he just could have been more. Brutal. Yeah, I'm like whatever, fine. A- Although I did like how Axan Morgan put up a bit more of a fight in this version. Um, mm. Yeah, he kind of gets bodied one shot. <laughs> in the anime but it was really cool like i was like our um watching luffy and zoro's like first team up we never see luffy fight that sea monster oh he doesn't you're right we never see him we never see that growth of him punching the sea monster no i okay that could that could still happen in a later flashback which i'm uh okay can you give my opinion the like character i didn't really like What's up? Okay. Shanks. I liked oh, him better in the anime. Mm. 
Yeah. I like, I, I don't know, I like, I like live action Shanks, but um, the thing with Shanks is like, he's cool, but he doesn't like show up a lot, but he still ends up being everyone's fa- fa- favorite because he's hot and he's just like awesome. And every time he shows up, he's got that like. So he has the Boba Fett thing where it's like people assume he's the coolest character because they just make the most implications due to his lack of them, him actually being there to back that up. Yeah. Like, because I, I think he every... is super strong, though. That is canon. Yeah. Is that he's like ridiculously um, strong. Yeah, no, I'm mean, like live action Shanks is cool. I, I mean, like my motto with the whole thing, I mean, like like live action good, manga better. But like, yeah. I, re- I I liked what they did with Shanks and Luffy's backstory. I thought I, it was cute. Uh, I love. I just I love the extra fight. I, la- I laughed though. I laughed though for some reason when he said when he said Luffy when he finds out Luffy ate the fucking devil fruit, <laughs> um, and I was kind of happier with the version and and I understand why they could do that version in the that was in the anime in the live action where instead he, he starts picking up and goes spit out you little jackass. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, because like they were like together like when in the from what I remember, like in the manga, they were like they were together when he just like randomly like ate it. But like Luffy just yeah. ate that on his own. He just like yeah. stuck off in the live action. It yeah, makes less sense why he ate it in the live action, like in. Yeah, I thought it was like, really. We- I kind of I thought that scene was kind of weird. Yeah, because in the anime, it was just sitting in front of him, and he was like stress eating because he was upset. And he, he was just, like hungry, like, and was like, he just saw a fruit, like, ooh, I'm gonna take a bite of that. And he just yeah. ate it like he ate it in like one gulp. Where the other guy, where like in the live action, for some reason, he like seemed as though he was purposely doing it. Like he snuck into the yeah. treasure. He seemed to have some variant of what he was doing, and he purposely ate the whole thing, even though he didn't like the taste of it, which I thought was odd. Like he yeah. said, it was speaking to him though, which I do like the idea. Which, that that and, and that's gonna get to into him. like late manga spoilers, which I don't really want to yeah. get into. But like, no, I, I was just saying, in I hindsight, knowing what happens later, like I think that's actually kind of interesting. It's a yeah. Um, but I'm not gonna get into that whole discussion right now. I just messed up my scar, whatever. Uh, my my AirPods are dying. <laughs> All right. Um, on that note, it was a pleasure having everyone here. It was good to talk about this. Uh, I guess I don't know. Maya, we'll get you on for something not One Piece related, so, so no one realizes you are the weeb that you are. I, I'm not like okay. I love One Piece. Maya's a weeb. Goodbye, everybody. Day, Thanks for joining. Not my defining feature. I, I like a lot of other things. Yeah, I mean, you have, I mean, in the world of, uh, let's see, if this probably has a script written by Ben, we've given you two characters, uh, characteristics, woman and likes anime. That's it. We're not going to expand. Likes, not even anime, just woman and likes One Piece. Are the two <laughs> things, yeah. I mean. I also love uh, Del Toro. I'll put I've become the Huey Long guy, so there are worse things to be known by. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks for joining us, everyone. Um, straw Hat. Join us next time when Tyler tortures me and Deimos by shoving us in the uh, water torture that Um, is Looney Tunes 2 or whatever the fuck. Space Space Jam, a new legacy. I'm actually kind of angry at you. You're making me watch this.